605-260-5958. Welcome to Inspiring You for Success, your ultimate guide to unlocking your full potential. Get ready to embark on a journey of empowerment as we count down to the start of today's episode. And now, please join us in welcoming your hosts, Gabe Iltz and Jacob Lyons. These visionary minds are here to guide you towards achieving the success you deserve. Gabe Iltz, a seasoned expert in personal development, and Jacob Lyons, a dynamic co-host with a passion for self-discovery, are here to inspire, motivate, and empower you. Together, they'll explore the uncharted territory of unleashing potential, sharing actionable steps and game-changing insights. As we near the start of the episode, get ready to dive deep into the world of personal growth, self-belief, and the fascinating role of AI in unlocking your potential. 1098 so stay tuned dear listeners your journey to success begins in three two one now hello and welcome to inspiring you for success this is episode nine the art of networking and building relationships i am your host gabriel isles i am joined today with jacob jacob here and uh this episode is gonna be not like the last episode we were really <laughs> conspiracy theorists uh last episode uh Mm -hmm. this one's gonna go back to kind of not really a structure but uh kind of follow along with the show Mm -hmm. if we can uh so the art of networking and building relationships you were doing quite a bit of research before i was trying to you were trying to i got really interrupted with work but yes i was i was doing some research and I had going into it, I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know much about this, but it turns out that I, I had some previous, previous experience with networking mm-hmm. that I could use for the episodes. So I was like, yes, let's, let's well, get into it. Sounds fantastic. We're going to hear a couple stories from you. Um, I'm going to hop in here and kind of give you a little gist on my kind of background when it comes to marketing and stuff like that. A lot of people don't realize I actually used to work for a marketing company. Hmm. And when you're marketing, you're doing a lot of networking too, whether that be with customers, Mm -hmm. uh, other employees that might have been in the facility I was working with, uh, other companies. It doesn't matter. There's multiple forms of networking. And that's what Hmm. people don't realize is how many forms of networking there actually is. Um, And when I'm saying that it, there's difference between networking, you know, face to face versus uh, networking with another service provider that might be, you know, a state over on Facebook, you know, mm. there's different ways to network and stuff. And with tech vision, like I said, they were more of a marketing company, but there was quite a bit of networking in there. Uh, the number one rule when it comes to marketing is always be closing. And for entrepreneurship, I feel like the number one rule should always be networking. Hmm. So I like that. networking is going to bring you those connections that you might not have in the past, mm. or it might bring in relationship that will propel you forward in the future. Okay. And for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know what networking is, what, what would you say networking is? Like, how would you describe it? My description of networking would be going out there, finding someone that you never really met before, mm-hmm. uh, and just pitch your services to them. Um, when it's 
give you an example. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people know I'm a W-2 employee. That being said, I'm out at customers' house sometimes. You know, I don't go into their house or anything. I'm on the outside, but sometimes the customer will come talk to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I happen to hear them say something about something electronic, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, well, aside from me doing this, when I'm not working for my current company, I actually do IT work on the side. It's my mm. business that I'm starting up. That is me not working with that potential customer. Okay. So like creating relationships with people in a professional sense and maintaining them. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's basically what networking is. Um, one of my biggest guys that I network with I actually went to high school with and every time we're talking it's just strictly networking basically Hmm. it's hey I need a guy for this do you got a guy for this oh yeah sure here here's his number we trade numbers from other people from other services that we might need um whenever I have like attorney questions or something I'll go to him he'll Mm -hmm. lead me to an attorney or something you know uh, networking comes in multiple different forms. That's why it's an art mm-hmm. to network. Uh, another thing when it comes to networking, just like when it comes to marketing, you got to be able to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to be confident in what you're talking about. Um, I did uh, quite a few marketing or networking meetings with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, I did not care for the way they did their networking. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the Inspiring You for Success group on Facebook stemmed from because I wanted to network with people on a newer fashion or form versus going out to and only networking with these local businesses. It was nice Ah. when I would network with the commerce because they would have news stations and uh, radio stations. But I'm looking for when I'm networking my business, EC Beta Solutions, my IT business, I'm looking for smaller businesses. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for, you know, people that have cell phones, which everyone has a cell phone, right? Uh, Xbox, computers, you know, stuff like that. That is what I'm trying to dig at when I'm talking to someone, networking with them is, hey, what electronics do you have? Right. What can I fix for you? You know, right. I know exactly. you got something deep down there. Uh, and kind of forgetting where I was going at with this, but uh, it is an art. Literally, when it comes to networking, because like I said, you got to be confident in what you're selling. You got to be able to uh, get information off of, you know, the person you're talking to. In marketing, uh, when we were selling, I sold DirecTV, Mm -hmm. uh, we would literally uh, paint everything out for this potential customer basically mm-hmm. oh you you got how many kids at home so how many tvs are you gonna have you're gonna have five tvs okay so little jimmy little sarah the wife okay you're gonna be watching four screens at once so i recommend this package for you you know mm-hmm. um little johnny is gonna be watching this while little sarah is watching this you know vice versa mm-hmm. your family's gonna love it because downstairs you're going to be in the man cave while they're watching their 
cartoons and you're going to be watching that football game, you know, right. kind of get them all excited for it. You know, oh, they can watch this while I'm watching this, you know, can record this, you know, put Make in some inviting. features in there and stuff yeah. like that. And that's really what you got to do when you're networking, too, is uh, depending on who you're talking to, mm -hmm. uh, kind of get out of them some of that little bit of information. Hey, you got kids, you know, I bet they have an Xbox that needs cleaned out, you know. Mm -hmm. I bet, you know, maybe your 17-year-old threw a fit, you know, through his phone or something, and his phone needs a screen replacement. Instead of buying him a new phone, mm -hmm. make him live with that phone, but get the screen replaced. Mm -hmm. Teach him a little bit of a lesson. Right. But make him pay for it. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a, a little a bit one. cheaper than going out buying a new phone. That, I can tell you that right now. You know, that reminds me, and while I'm finding it, I wanted to go back to, I was I was doing some research and in a book, and it was saying one of the main points. In what the book, was the book and the uh, author? Let, uh, you sent it to me too. I did. I will, uh, I will bring it up. But before I do, you went, one of the points was uh, diversify your networking. Yes. Like always have a, a diversification of the because because different people are going to give you different opportunities and different opportunities can leading one of the big opportunities that presented itself after my first networking meeting with the Chamber of Commerce. Um, one of the guys that were there, they actually sell uh, uh, insurance, their insurance business, you know, um, I know his name. I'm not going to say his name or his business unless you want to sponsor. I'm sure if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about. But um, he sells insurance and he was talking to the owner of CMS, which is fiber industry stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently way back, you know, 10 years ago, they used to do exactly the stuff that I am currently doing. And the guy reached out to me. He's like, hey, we used to do IT work in the past. We still have customers asking us, you know, uh, can we do something with their computer or something? And we turn them down because we're strictly fiber, but we want to be able to send those customers somewhere, mm. you know? And okay. I would be like, okay, yes, you can contract me for those customers. How busy are you going to keep me? Unfortunately, I never heard back from CNS. Ah. And uh, I emailed them multiple times like, hey, you know, this is a fantastic opportunity. I don't want to give it up, but it's been, you know, three months. I'm going to let this door close mm -hmm. so another one can open. And I'm glad I did because I had another company reach out to me, which actually put me in the mid-Michigan hospital. Uh -huh. And I talked about how they networked with me mm -hmm. once before. And it was weird. Their form of networking was literally finding a local company that can do the work in a fast manner, right? So they're looking around on Google like, oh, I need someone in Mount Pleasant that can do it. They probably called around a couple big shops and they're like, oh, we can't do that. And then they finally got a hold of me and their way of networking with me was asking what my business does, how mm -hmm. experienced I personally am, and if I think I can do the work. Mm -hmm. I told them, yes, give me the work. That mm -hmm. was them networking with me. That, that brings up an interesting point. Networking with people is a relationship between you and them. Yes. And so in this case, though, it's not only a relationship with, you know, the company that contracts me, but I mm -hmm. also built another relationship with the mid-Michigan hospitals. 
So I got two business relationships mm -hmm. out of this one company networking with me, and they reached out with, to me initially. Wow, that's awesome. And why I mentioned this is you said um, the one company, you're, you said, I'm glad I let them go. Yes. And so what I'm thinking, because I'm, I'm not a, an expert in this, obviously, is since it's a relationship, if the one relationship or if, or if that one person you're networking with isn't benefiting you, you got to let it go because you're holding yourself back from opportunities that you could be having. Like you said, you let them go and you've got a different opportunity that was even better. Yes. So, I mean, and you got to know who you network with and got to choose them wisely. You think business relationships are no different from the relationships you find in friendships. Mm -hmm. If you're going to form a good business relationship, mm -hmm. you're going to want it to be a lot like an actual friendship, loyal, mm -hmm. strong, right? Integrity you need, you know, respect, right? Uh, trust you need all that in a business relationship, just like you do in a friendship, right? Exactly. Um, so the book was, uh, let me see, the it was something net networking like a pro. Yes. Okay. By. Uh, was it an Eric or something? I, it's a uh, Ivan. Ivan, uh, Mister, mine, mine, M I Misner, Misner, Misner. Well, anyways, what you were saying made me think of the this part in this book where it's the uh, VCP process or visibility, credibility, and profit. Um, he says that he outlines the stages of a relationship where visibility leads to credibility and credibility turns in leads into profit. I and like so, that. I mean, um, so when I first started EC beta solutions, um, my, for the longest time, they were my number one reoccurring customer. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, things broke off with us. Uh, my consistency fell through with EC beta solutions at some point, but also I was hard, having a hard time getting them to pay me on time after the service. Mm. So that's where I started losing my consistency with them is because if I'm not getting payment for the work that I'm doing, mm -hmm. then why am I going to keep showing up to do the work, you know? Uh, and that was a relationship that I soon started to see. I'm not making the profit out of it. Right. So right. I had to cut the ties. And another thing too is I did do a price change in between that time too. I did reach back out to them, let them know the price changes, how it's going to be include more features and perks for them. Mm. But also the price change is going to be, you know, 10, 15 bucks more, you mm. know. Uh, but you would still have me coming in reoccurringly, making sure all your computers are running smooth, that you basically have an on-call IT guy 24-7 at that point. Right. Um, and unfortunately, that was a relationship that I did build at the beginning. Um, I needed some work uniforms and stuff, or not work uniforms. I wanted some uniforms and stuff. So I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I'm looking for a local business that can do uniforms, uh, business cards, stuff like that. I asked them for trade of services for first form of payment. You know, they made me uh, uniforms for EC beta solutions and I gave them my services in return mm -hmm. uh, for 
quite some time, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, actually, they wound up paying me quite a bit, but there was a difference in pricing when it came to, you know, services. IT is going to be a little bit more than making a t-shirt. Right. So yeah. there was a little bit there. Uh, they wound up actually owing me a little bit in the long run, but also I wound up replacing a 15-year computer, old computer for them for something newer that will last them, you know, another 15, 25, 30 years. Wow. So there is quite a bit of difference there. Um, that was one of my first computers that I built, and it would have been probably close to three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um from high school, I always built computers from freshman or eighth grade all the way up to, you know, senior year. Then I kind of took a break, life hit, you know, put mm-hmm. the computer stuff aside. And then I'm like, you know what? People are asking me to do this for them, do that for them. If I can do this for them still, because they remember back in high school, I do this stuff, you know. Right. And that's another thing, too. A lot of the kids that I went to school with. Uh-huh. I actually network with because some people are going to be starting their own businesses, you know, from people I went to school with and that. Right. And I network with them as soon as I find out that, you know, this is someone I graduated with that has a business now. Right. Yeah. I go out there and I network with them because they know me in the past. They knew who I was from back then. I was always the kind guy that always did whatever I was asked or whatever was needed or something and went on there. So, right. Yeah. I think, uh, um, I want to bring this point up. Uh, one of the biggest failures that some businesses make is failing to teach their employees how to network. How many times do you go into, uh, or like maybe, a maybe not necessarily a small business, but like, let's say a Starbucks or a, um, uh, McDonald's or something, and you get treated rudely by the staff. Like right. that's a form of networking. And when you network poorly with your customers, mm-hmm. you lose it still customers. leaves a negative impact. Uh, I right. wouldn't go as far as saying that's networking. I would just go as far as saying that's just shitty customer yeah. service. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I agree with uh, you there. Networking, you're going in with the intention of forming a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus, and I see what you're saying. Uh, it's not just big corporations like McDonald's, Burger King, you know, Walmart, mm-hmm. that all their employees should know how to network. Right. Uh, usually, uh, especially in uh, smaller businesses, they dedicate one person to be the person to do the networking and marketing. Right. And they usually bundle it up too. Mm-hmm the one person and honestly i think everyone should know how to network but when it comes to marketing there should be one person right right Uh, but i will i will say this we worked we both worked at meyer right in the meat department yep there was several people who were consistent customers that always came back because they knew we would help them they knew we were nice Mm -hmm. that and I, i felt like in a way that we quotes unquote networked with those people and that made our lives easier because then mm-hmm. we had a consistent com- customer that we knew was nice to us back. You yes. know, that- that's like uh, one of my best friends, uh, aside from you, uh, his aunt, when she found out that I was actually cutting meat over at Meyer, she started mm-hmm. going to Meyer strictly for her meat. Right. 
Right. And that's because she knew me in the past. I have actually done work with her on her farm. I networked with her back in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's before I even realized that I was building this type of relationship. But mm-hmm. she strictly just went to Meyer for her meets after finding out I worked there. Wow. So it's just another one of those things that was a strong relationship that I was able to build with his aunt just by, you know, mm-hmm. giving my time to her for cleaning up, you know, her farm. She needed a bunch of posts dug out because she was expanding her horse pen. Mm-hmm. So I went out there and I did that for her. And then after that, she's like, oh, do you work here? I'm only getting my meat from here. Fuck Walmart. Right. Her exact words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, okay then. But, you know? And that, that brings up the point that what that does is that makes that gives you a good rep with Meyer, but well, also it brings Meyer more revenue. A bargaining chip. That too. Because when you are in the workplace and you can't be replaced because you bring in the people, they don't they when you want to raise because you find somewhere else that can pay you better, they're gonna want you to stay. They're gonna give yep, you that raise. Yep. So to anyone out there who doesn't think that, oh, you know, I'm at my big corporate job, it doesn't matter if I network. That's not necessarily always true. You want to true. know something? You get to talking about raises. Mm-hmm. And I recently refused a raise. Really? Just because I wanted to see my work's reaction. And when I was on the phone when it happened, he was baffled. He's like, so let me just talk to Bill and... Or let me talk to, you know, the higher ups, you know, Mm -hmm. and see what they think about it. When I turn it down, I also kind of let them know, hey, I'm going to be on my way out the door. I'm doing my own thing, this, that, and the other. They respect Mm -hmm. that. But it just kind of baffled them that I turned down a raise. And Mm -hmm. he asked me why. Mm -hmm. I told him, well, the the more I'm making here... Mm -hmm means the more I have to make through my business before I can actually go to my business full time. Right. Right. One, first off, two, by you giving me that raise, mm-hmm. that's keeping me in the nine to five mindset. Right. I don't want to be in that nine to five mindset chasing a paycheck. I want to be chasing the customers. Right. Yeah. And, and quite a bit more. I put in there, you know, too, but, uh, it just, it really throws your employer off when you deny a raise. I've never done that. Yeah. It's interesting I've to never, see what happened. I've and, never been told I was getting a raise. I've always just like found out that I got one. Um, really? Yeah. No one's huh. ever like came to me and been like, oh yeah, you're getting a raise. Hmm. It's always just looking at my pay stub and somehow finding out, oh, you know what? I'm being paid a lot more than I thought I was, hmm. <laughs> you know, but, um, I wanted to bring up my odd, well, not really odd, but my experience with networking. Okay. So when I was about 15 or so, um, there was a game that I used, I was obsessed with this game. Every morning I was playing it. It was called Tanky Online. Okay. And in this game, they had no system of having a clan, which is very popular in in most games. You download just about any mobile game today. You can get it. You can make a clan, all this and that. Yep. You had to go to a form, and then you had to apply for it. You had to do all these steps just to get one. And then after that, 
you had to it sounds like making a myspace account <laughs> pretty much but after that you also you had to like line people up to be in your clan if um you had to like uh well it was it was encouraged to do like these clan wars so you had to coordinate your time zones with the enemy clan mm-hmm. um you know you know make sure that your members were coming to practice it it made me have to network a lot because I had to constantly talk with people that I played with like throughout my every day. Hey, you know, I got this clan. Do you want to join? Do right. you want to practice? Kind of That's kind of scoping out. a lot of networking. Yeah. Blog form, basically. Yeah. Too, and and I noticed, one of the things that I noticed is above everything else, you have to stand your ground and respect yourself. Because yes. when you respect yourself and you do not, you say like, this is it. I will do, do not cross this line or, or I'm, I'm out. People will respect you. And when they respect you. When you have respect for yourself, yes. people will respect you. Well, not, not just that. When they start respecting you, they'll know you mean business. Yeah. And they'll want a part of that. Yes. And I noticed that people, when I respected myself, they look up to that mm-hmm. and they'll follow that. And so if you can get somebody to truly respect you, like, like I say, um, no one will ever love you until they truly respect you. Right. right. So you start with respect first and then everything else will follow. Yes. And um, it, it was just an amazing opportunity. Eventually, you know, I had to start college and I, I quit doing it, but it was just a wonderful experience mm-hmm. being in that position to sit, to like make the calls and, and uh, schedule the, the clan wars. We won, I think it was like three or four. It was really, really incredibly fun. Mm. But um I miss that. I miss that. That almost sounds like uh, Ark Survival Evolved. If you want to make a clan, you're going to have to go on Reddit, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. But it was better that way because in all of the, I know I'm kind of getting off on a rabbit hole, but it it was better that way because like the, the, the games of today, it's like people just join and leave and join and leave and join and leave. It's so annoying. But, like Clash of Clans is yeah. one that I used to play back in high school. And we would have a lot of people that would do that. It would mm-hmm. be extremely hard to find a clan that would keep a consistent 50 people in it. Right. But with this, since and it was... keep evolving their bases. Right. Yeah. Um, with this, and now this, this does bring up an interesting point, because it was so difficult to get into a clan, like because it was such a like high prioritized because everybody wanted to be in one. Yeah. Um, but almost nobody could get in one because you had to, everyone had this system to where they had tryouts. Mm-hmm. And if you pass the tryouts, then you could get in and you were like a low level, low level member. And if you stayed and you stayed committed, moderator, you could, yeah, admin, you could, exactly, exactly. Yep. And we don't have that really in a, in a lot of games today. You just, you can just join and boom. Yeah, you get whatever you want. It's like you don't really value your position because it was too easy to get there. You got to think. Uh, let's talk about inspiring you for success. Right now, it's just you and I. Mm-hmm. But let's look. You know, four years into the future, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be you and I. We're going to have someone that's probably keeping track of or doing all the edits for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to have someone that's keeping track of who's all guest starring and stuff like that. You know, this is way in the future and nothing like to this caliber. Uh, probably when we have an actual studio at that point, because that is something I 
personally myself want to work towards doing is getting us an actual studio. That would be, yeah, that's going to be, be awesome. I'm thinking like a no, small studio apartment would be perfect. Right. I keep saying it would be. It's going to be. It is it's going, going to be, to be yes. awesome when we get an actual studio because then we know we can leave our equipment set up how we need it. You know, mm -hmm. we can just walk in, start live streaming at that point. Mm hmm when we get an actual studio, I want to start being able to just live stream. Right. Yeah, and that would be And those that'd be live cool. streams will be released just as they are now. Mm -hmm. But you would get access to those live streams through a subscription or something. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of uh, people trolling. I feel like and that's that's gonna be interesting because that will bring up a an opportunity. Right. Yeah. A uh, you have somebody who trolls. And you can see if you can make some sort of positive interaction out of what they wanted to be negative. Yes. You know? And it'll be that's what I'm most excited about too. When we get a studio apartment or something that we can actually record, you know, live streams and stuff. I'll close oh, no, I'm good. or something. Uh, but we can actually start recording live streams in that. I wanna see people's interactions as we are recording, talking mm -hmm. about something. Because as you and I are talking about something where we're hung up sometimes, uh -huh. someone else can say something there in the comments and be like, oh yeah, that, boom, mm -hmm. there we go. Right, yeah. Just strictly bounce off that real quick, you know, something like that. I wanna be able to get more interactions. Uh, I will admit, I've been, lacking when it comes to facebook lately i wanted to ask a couple questions and i just didn't get around to doing it mm -hmm. uh, it's been hectic but uh next episode i know for a fact i have a couple questions already thought of oh. that i am gonna go to facebook about i am very excited for next episode next episode is uh finding balance and nurturing your well-being which is something that i've personally been working on mm. quite a bit more is my own well-being but that's all next episode right um is there anything else you kind of want to touch base on when it comes to networking and that hmm let me uh because i i was trying to learn all of this through, uh, I'm actually going to close this window a bit. I'll leave it open like that. Oh, yes. Hold Matt. Oh, it did stop and start recording automatically. It just did. Huh. So it will keep recording, but it's going to split it up into, you know, however many 30-minute intervals like the Sony did. Mm-hmm. For you guys that don't know, we have two say, cameras up right now, and uh -huh. we're trying this other camera. And I'm actually starting to like this other camera a little bit more than the Sony, to be honest with you. I I think it's a good uh, good option. I thought I, I was like I I uh, wasn't even sure if I was gonna ever use it again, and I'm, I'm glad. Well, I... we found a use case for it. <laughs> I guess. Hey, I guess so. But um. Mastering the 10-10-10 rule. This is from that book that okay. I was... Uh, uh, this that, rule 10, 10, 10? encourages individuals to consider the consequences of their actions in short term, 10, medium term, the other 10, and long term. I like um, that. Because like something that you think could be, oh, you know, it's no big deal if I, if I cut this 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 like bridge with this person off that could really mean 
the difference between you getting a so a really good networking opportunity way in the future that you didn't see mm-hmm. you know and uh, um i would encourage anyone as much as you can to remain you know just respectful and try to fix things with people as much as possible mm-hmm. because then i mean that that not only shows that you're a you know a respectful and um it builds more trust it builds a stronger bond uh one of the things that i want to kind of not to push you out or anything no no yeah i kind of wanted to bring up the aaa rule because you said something about the 10 10 10 Uh this aaa rule is you want uh eight hours of work eight hours of leisure and eight hours of sleep basically so you do not burn yourself out now another thing too if you're networking all the time Mm -hmm. you can easily burn yourself out because networking just like everything you're still going to get no's you're still going to get denied you're still going to be told oh i don't want to talk to you right now or something like that Mm -hmm. it is very easy to burn yourself out when it comes to networking too especially if you're doing it all the time you know, that's one thing that I wanted to talk to you about. So I've always got this idea in my mind that networking is something that's really, um, it's subtle in some ways and direct in others. Because yes. I see some people who are like, they're constantly networking, but it's like, it's literally just their it's everyday second nature. Yes. Yeah. It's like, but it's, it's not something that you really notice too, too much. It's like they just slip these little things into the conversation. And- going back to what i said earlier when i'm at a customer's house Mm -hmm. uh the guy that was training me i was still networking with these customers and that and he would know just as i'm about to you know slip my little slip of networking Mm and he was able to detect basically that i'm picking information off of this customer so i can network with them Mm. And he started seeing how sly I was about doing it too. And he actually said something about it to me one day. And I'm like, you know, it's just second nature. If I'm talking to a customer, they bring something up. I'm going to be like, oh, here's my business card. You know, I do this. I'm more than happy to do this, 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 or this with you. You know, uh-huh. um, there's this also uh, another customer I happen to be talking to. Uh, he owns something in the industrial park there in Mount Pleasant doing something. I don't remember what it was. I only networked with him. Uh, but I gave him my card and number and that, and he asked me to set up a bunch of his smart TVs after his internet was fully installed. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually never went out there and did that, but that's because setting up smart TVs is self-explanatory. I was able to walk him through it over the phone. Okay. So that was something that I didn't need to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. I gave this guy the knowledge to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Saved him a little bit money. So when it comes to something that he really can't figure out himself, he's going to get a hold of me and hire me to do it. Then. See, that then you gained his respect because now yep. he knows that you're not going to rip him off. And so when he has the opportunity to go between you and somebody else, he already trusts you, so he's going to go with you. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, that's that's that is the ultimate form of networking is getting someone's trust and respect. 
Yes. And when you're networking, that is what you're trying to do. You're not only trying to get a little bit of information for your product, service, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. uh, but also you're trying to gain the respect. You're trying to gain some knowledge or teach some knowledge mm -hmm. or something of that fashion. Uh, on TikTok, I, I'm not going to say TikTok because that camera shut off. Yeah, I was just um, going to say. That's okay. We're not actually recording on that camera right now. Uh, but I seen on Facebook this reel on uh, this Euro show run around, you know, grocery stores mm -hmm. with this little UV light pimple thing. And she'll just put it up there to their face real quick and say, yes. oh, I have this product, you know, can I do this? That's her networking. You know, she I've has the product. One. She's putting her product to use right then and there. And she says, here, first one's on me. You want any more? Here's my link. You know, that actually, I, I was about to bring up this this topic. Go down a little rabbit hole here with me. Okay. Um, so I think some people are fake networking. Okay. Because like those ads. That could be fake networking. And I see how you're talking. Well, because those ads are all rigged. Oh, when they go up to this product and it's like the perfect candidate and the, and the perfect situation, then they say, oh, yes, right away and help me out. And but and, and that's not really my point with this specifically, like that just made me think of this. Yeah. Okay. Some people network for the wrong reasons is what I mean. It's, it's okay. networking. Okay. Like instead of trying to build trust and respect they're just a person. networking. They to just get want the money. money. Yeah, they just want and and you. There's a, such a huge difference because when they're in that conversation with them and they slip those little things in there, like oh, you know, I got my business here, and they get rejected. Well, then they are breaking That's trust and actually respect. The number one way I catch scammers. Really? Okay. Is uh, so do a lot of IT work and a lot of scammers get a hold of me. Oh, uh, and it's hilarious when I get a phone call and I know it's a scammer because I'll answer with my IT business and say we specialize in cybersecurity. I'll instantly get that end call hit. Oh. Instantly. <laughs> without a try. doubt. They don't even try. But I'll have people message me, you know, oh, there's this new grant. And be like, okay, yeah, no, I ain't networking with you. Right. Did you know this is a... a, a little known fact you know those emails that you get of um they have clearly misspelled words and yep. it's just obviously a scam you know they do that on purpose yeah because it picks out the smart from the dumb and that the, they're looking for someone that's easily manipulated scammed. and scammed yes yep. exactly and so i didn't know for a long time i was like why would you do that it's so dumb I didn't realize mm -hmm. that they do it to try that's to. That's something that an older person, I see it the most, that older people tend yep. to get their Facebooks hacked or social mm -hmm. media accounts hacked, bank accounts hacked. Mm -hmm. I've actually had an older lady get a hold of me because her account did get hacked, her bank account got hacked. Dang. And I had to teach her through the phone without having access to her computer or anything how to change all her passwords and stuff. I told her to originally get a hold of her bank. Right. She's like, I can't trust my bank. They said they were my bank. I'm like, okay, so you made a wise choice going to me then. Right. 
So I helped her walk her through all that. They got out of her bank information. Uh, from there, I told her, you know, I would get a hold of the authorities, file a report, um, mm-hmm. give them my information if you need to. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything back from that. Oh, you know, that um, brings up another point in that book that I was reading. You don't, when you're networking, you don't immediately do something in the, in the expectation that they will do something in return. Like yes. networking means that you do a favor and you know, that's just a favor that you did. And again, you're building trust and you're building respect. Okay. So one of the guys that I networked, um, I have on his Facebook, uh, or I have him on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. he's a windows cleaner, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Drip, you know what? Free shout out, man. Uh, that's a dope name. It like really that. is for a window cleaner, like marketing. Mm, <laughs> perfect. Dr. Drip. I love it. But he's a really good window cleaning mm-hmm. uh, cleaner company. He started himself, but from what I can tell now is he's got a couple vehicles. He's got a couple employees. You know, I've seen his growth since I started my business too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I support him through Facebook, never really asked for anything in return. You know, mm-hmm. a like, a share, a comment goes a long ways for any small business mm-hmm. and people tend not to realize that right like um me as a content creator um i have the ability on my facebook people can send me stickers for my content you know and that sticker could be you know one cent up to you know 25 dollars whatever it might be you know you can adjust that sticker price to base whatever you want um but uh, where I'm getting at there is it, it's just small little forms like that 10 cents. Mm-hmm. I see that 10 cents. I actually receive that 10 cents if you t- send it a sticker for 10 cents. Mm. So that money does actually go to me. I've had paychecks from Facebook. Wow. So nice. not very much. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But I have had Facebook paychecks. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Another thing, and this, so this is where I, I kind of am a little oh. bit lacking, is you have to maintain your networking yes. with people that you network with. Okay. So uh, maintaining networking. When I first started EC Beta Solutions, there's a lot of uh, like for like, share for share groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And Uh, Those are meant for networking strictly, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And I found with those groups, certain ways you use it is really good. For a local small business service provider, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in that like-for-like, share-for-share group because you're not locking any local business in. But for something like inspiring you for success, you know, I got subscription boxes on the website. We got some programs on the website, stuff like that, that mm-hmm. directly correlates to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it would thrive in that group because our target audience is different. Hmm. So it depends on what marketing groups you are into. Uh, the Inspiring You for Success Facebook community group uh, we do allow business advertising. We do networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Uh, we do a bunch of miscellaneous posts and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be a group 
full of entrepreneurs, content creators, business owners that we all just come together, you know, locally mm-hmm. or more in the United States or even the world and mm-hmm. has those capabilities mm. versus EC beta solutions. I'm looking for, you know, you're local, you got a correct phone screen. Mm-hmm. I'll fix that for you. Right. You're right. not going to get that, you know, someone from Illinois. Right. Unless they're sending it a phone through the mail. And that is something that I would be willing to do mm-hmm. if I got EC beta solutions Facebook account to my current uh, Facebook content creator level. So Hmm. the EC beta solutions page should have a, not only a Facebook, but should have a TikTok and stuff like that too, where I can take videos of me repairing, you know, this phone. Uh And then it would be idea to do it that way. Okay. So you're going to be that guy that, uh, has the phone in their mouth and makes that cool, uh, you know, uh, what am I looking for? Like a video transition of the phone from not fixed to fixed. I have been that guy. I have quite you a so, few oh, of so, Okay. Okay. I have quite a few of those actually out. Um, one of them is a decade old MacBook Pro, which is actually sitting there. I spilled water on it. Oh, so. no. I got to fix that. It's just the battery. The battery needs to replace again. But actually, the battery, I did replace in that once already. Mm-hmm. That battery was swollen like a pillow. Ooh. Yeah. So I made a video of me replacing that, too. I had my gloves. I had all my PPE gear in case mm-hmm. that battery decided it wanted to blow or something. Mm-hmm. Contain a lithium fire, you know. I was just going to say to anyone out there who is dumb enough to try to cut into a phone battery, don't do it. Because it it will immediately spark and turn into a very nasty fire. You know, you say that is dumb enough to cut open a lithium battery, but as an IT service provider, and I have ripped out swollen batteries in that, uh-huh. I have ripped open lithium batteries on accident and not actually had anything happen. Really? Yes. I've seen, if the uh, battery is discharged, it's less likely to oh, okay. happen. Another thing, too, is lithium does not have... Lithium will not start sparking mm-hmm. until there is a difference in moisture. So if I was to grab... Uh, I have a small little watch battery, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was from a Samsung Gear 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. If I was to take that, cut that open in my sand pail mm-hmm. it would not start sparking but if i was to take a dropper bottle and drop a little piece of water on that oh. that is when i would start getting that lithium fire mm. i will be closing that lid taking it outside calling the fire department hey i got a lithium fire here it's just you know a little centimeter by centimeter battery right come get it out for me i have it starving for air right now but as soon as i open this it's gonna spark back up right you know yeah there was a video i seen recently of um the fact that like electric cars the fires in electric cars are so much harder to put out they are normal ones and they will even submerge whole vehicles in water just to try to put it out and three days afterwards it will still self-ignite there is actually a special type of foam 
Mm-hmm. that they make just for electric vehicles now because oh. it is not wise to throw water on any vehicle that is on fire mm. especially if it's electric i i can imagine yeah i know certain things are uh um you can put out with water and certain things are just make it worse yes yep uh just like there's three types of fire extinguishers here there's your class a class b and class c mm-hmm. um i don't know the difference between all three of them but i know one is for uh like oils one is for electronics and one is like a standard fire Hmm. you know um as far as that that's what i know and my dad's gonna beat me in the ass later because i should know it. he's been a fireman his whole life speaking of putting out fires Uh oh a, a important part of networking is being able to overcome obstacles such as anger or frustration in people yes and so how how would you describe to be able to do that or i that was the wrong word so uh going back to how i was talking about uh me having to close the door to an opportunity that was upsetting to me Mm -hmm. Uh, it did take a toll on me because i actually was looking forward to having the work um and i actually did beat myself up for it a little bit because mm-hmm. I thought it was I wasn't developed enough as a business or I didn't network, you know, with him uh, directly before he was relying on someone else I already networked with. You know, I was beating myself up for it uh, and I had to quickly realize that I can't keep hanging up on it mm-hmm. because even if I say I'm closing that door for that opportunity, if I'm still hanging up on it, did I really close that door? Right. So uh, you, I can get frustrated when mm-hmm. it comes to networking. You can, to me, it might be second nature, but to you, uh, let's say the new thing that you've started up lately, you know, Mm. you're going to want to start networking with other photographers, other vloggers, stuff like that. It might be a little frustrating for you at first because you're talking with all these people, but you're not seeing an increase in, uh, let's say view volumes or something like that. Mm -hmm. It might be a little frustrating at first, Mm -hmm. but as long as you know, you keep to it, like you said, you're going to be building those relationships. Each relationship you build is a word of mouth mm-hmm. that can be multiplied by 10, 20, 30, 40. Right. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I know that all my current reoccurring customers usually tend to bring in one or two other customers for me. Oh. So if you can make good with one customer that you networked with, you can duplicate that for the next person because of word of mouth which that's what you're doing when it comes to networking is trying to increase your word of mouth right right yeah i'm a little part one one lead can turn into two into four into six yeah it's like a domino yeah it's a straight up domino effect if you think about it um we talked about the company 10 cent last episode right mm-hmm. um when they started they started you know with you know one day they had one person you know with 10 next cents? day yes yep <laughs> next day they had you know 
five people using their app, you know, after that, you know, it duplicated to 50 after the 50 and went to thousands after the thousands and went to tens of thousands, you mm -hmm. know, it, it just goes to show even these bigger companies mm -hmm. when how they network their business, if they keep to it at a consistent level and don't wear themselves out, then uh, they're going to grow. Mm -hmm. And what you need to have the ability to do when you're starting your business mm -hmm. or a hobby or content creation, mm -hmm. you got to be able to depict how other people's how other people take advantage of their growth. Mm. Um, some things that I plan on doing with easy beta solutions in the future, uh, I want each one of my IT technicians, they're going to sell a power strip at each location. Mm -hmm. uh, some kind of, you know, electronic device that's correlated with, you know, uh, IT or something, maybe if they're doing, you know, a screen repair, you got to sell a screen protector with it. Mm. Uh, that is something that I picked up from one of my past employers. Um, another thing from that same past employer, uh, each week, my employees are going to stop at a warehouse, they're going to dump their trash out, they're going to restock all their stuff, they're going to be required to have motherboards, RAM, hard drives, SD cards, all of that on hand with them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to need to keep a stock. You know, that's something that I picked up from a past employer, how they grew. I picked up that. Uh, another thing too, is some structure things. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be able to look at the structure of some of these businesses, depict what will work best for your own business and stuff like that, too. Um, when you're networking with someone and they tend to see how your business operates, that is a huge thing, too, uh, especially when it comes to locking in another reoccurring customer, too. Um, I will say half of the people that I work with and we're not a very big company uh i've done a lot of it work for half of the people i work with i've done that laptop i was talking about was actually from uh an employee that i work with i made a deal with him to get that laptop and i repaired two other laptops for him basically nice. uh, another one of the guys that i work with uh he had his xbox that got corrupted during an update i fixed that for him mm -hmm. um I have a uh, Halo 20th edition Xbox controller. I replaced the uh, analog stick in that forum real mm -hmm. quick to get rid of that stick drift. You know, I remember you saying that was a that was like a, a difficult or like a one you didn't it's usually tedious. do. Tedious. It's okay. one that I don't typically like to do because how tedious it is. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it was not as tedious as doing the Joy-Con for my wife's uh, Nintendo Switch. Oh. That was... that was. So is mm. there a difference? Do you think that... Uh, I know this is kind of probably a dumb question, but do you think there's a difference in the fact that uh, the Switch was manufactured better? or The Switch... What's incredible about the Switch is how they were able to cram everything into a size form factor at which the Switch is. 
Um, I will say this laptop that I currently have in front of me uh, and that decade old laptop right there, if I was to open both of those up side by side, Mm -hmm. you would immediately be able to tell which one was better built without any experience. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be that one there. Really? Yes. Uh, And the only reason why I say that is I know the motherboard in this is blue. The ribbon cables are all cheaply made. Uh, The SD card is some random SD card. Or not SD card, uh, M.2. That laptop there, the motherboard's black. All the ribbon cables match. There's actual aluminum heat piping through there. uh, Big heat piping. Uh, The battery's higher quality. you can just tell the difference. Um, when I'm opening a PlayStation versus an Xbox, I would rather open up an Xbox just because the assembly of the Xbox is more well thought out uh, versus the PlayStation. You're going to be changing your bits about five times per oh, screw. Yeah, versus wow. an Xbox, you need like two different bits. That's it. And I can tear an entire Xbox apart. Um, I will say the PlayStation on the inside is built a lot better than the Xbox is. But I would still prefer to take an Xbox apart over a PlayStation. Now, it doesn't stop me from taking a PlayStation apart, though. Mm -hmm. But I will draw a line when it comes to, you know, controllers because... I can make an entire business. Actually, there is an entire business that mm-hmm. I follow on Facebook that deals directly with controllers uh, oh. for Xbox, PlayStation, stuff like that. They do fully custom. Uh, they can do mouse clickers in it, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and that is the reason why I don't accept many controllers for stick drift is because I know that if I started doing that, more and more people are going to start hearing that I do that. And then the business is going to orient towards that more than the IT work over in the healthcare system at which I want to be in more. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends, you know. And there's, why not do both? If I can get a good both, I would. Right. But I'm leaning more towards the healthcare IT system, you know. Right, oh yeah. Yeah. that's just because there's more growth in the IT department versus, you know, our IT healthcare department versus, mm-hmm. you know, game controllers. There's and, more the market. And with the game controllers, you're working with like many, many, many individual people versus one big like corporation. Right. I th- yeah. I feel like it would be a way less of a headache. Yes. Because you'd have like Quite a million frankly, people like it would. Where's my order? You know, when is it gonna be finished? And you're like I've got 50 million people asking me the same question. Right. That would be, yep. yeah. And that's the thing too. That's a beauty about owning a business. Mm-hmm. You can pick and choose what work you accept and deny. Hmm. Um, you don't have to accept everyone. Right. And if you're slammed, deny a couple. Right. You know, you're yeah. going to lose out on a little bit of money. Or what you can do is increase your pricing a little bit. That will thin out the people that want the cheap stuff done Uh. and you will be able to network with these people that don't care about not necessarily spending the money 
but they more or less understand why they're paying the price. That uh, kind of brings up a, a really good point. Network with fewer, more valuable people than a lot of unvaluable yes. people. Yes, yes. I rather network with fewer people that are more likely to bring me long-term relationships versus a lot of people that are just looking for something for you real quick. Right. Yeah. Essentially. And that's what you're really going to weave out. Uh, I've had people call me, uh, say, Hey, I got this brand new flagship Samsung ultra 22 that needs a screen replacement. Um, I told the guy, you know, I can pick up the screen for $230. After that, the labor is going to be about 80 bucks. You know, that's what I quoted him. He's like, oh, I can go to Best Buy and do it for 200. I kind of chuckled. I'm like, well, if Best Buy can do it for 200. Good for them. I can't even get the screen for that price, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not making any money off of the part for the screen then, you know. Right. So go ahead and you want them to have your business so be it right yeah. i have other stuff to worry about i can do this hdmi repair real quick and make my money off of that versus right. doing this right yeah so and he was one of those that i did kind of feel like he was looking for something kind of free uh because he was asking will you include a screen protector uh is there warranty on your parts which any parts that i purchase or I get to replace a customer, I automatically put a lifetime warranty on it myself through my business. Mm. So if that part goes out, I will replace it. Wow. And I actually have had to replace components because they have went out. Um, obviously, if I notice that there's physical damage to the part outside of what I did, let's say, I just replaced your screen, you dropped it. That's mm -hmm. not covered under the warranty. But mm -hmm. let's say, you know, um, I just replaced your screen and didn't fully adhere for whatever reason when I handed it back to you and the screen popped out uh, and it ripped the ribbon gable, I will replace it. Mm. So there is a difference there too. Uh, but you definitely want to know who you are marketing with. Um, when I'm on calls with certain people uh, trying to figure out pricing for something, uh, I can very quickly tell who's trying to get something free, who's trying to get something done cheap, and mm -hmm. who's trying to get something done right. And uh. for the people that want something free, go on. I don't care about you. Uh, for the people that want something cheap, well, if you want it done cheap, it's not going to be done fast. If you want it done fast, you're going to be paying a price. Right. So it just kind of depends there too. Um, I will say that most of my screen repairs I can do in 45 minutes, depending on what it is. Wow. Um, most of my Xbox and PlayStation cleanings I can do in 45 minutes. Wow. Um, and that came with experience on a new guy that I'm training. If I was to put an Xbox in front of them, I would expect it to take it anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. Right. Oh, yeah. You're paying me for my experience. You're not paying for how long it takes to do something. Right. Otherwise, if you want to pay me for how long it takes to do something, 
it's going to be a lot more pricier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing who you're marketing with and being able to depict what their incentive out of it is, mm-hmm. is a huge thing too. And um, uh, there was this guy, he does marketing. He was telling me, oh, I'm going to increase your, guy, your website CEO. Um, I'm going to increase, you know, this, this, and this for you. Within six months, you're going to see this growth, you know. He was basically telling me that I was going to have fast growth, but he was also asking me to be able to do his iPad, you know, so I wanted Mm. to work a deal out with him. You know, I will do your iPad, which is going to cost this. If you will do this for me, you know, and he didn't want to do that. He was trying to charge me, you know, $1,200 for his services versus I was only charging, you know, $130 for what he needed done which that is a big price difference but what have we been saying about trying to find a easy way to get stuff done it's not worth it it's not i was trying to make it more worth it for me doing trade of services Mm -hmm. versus he's trying to make money quick which in in all honesty whatever he had to offer i've seen a lot of people it wouldn't have worked well, not only that, it wouldn't have cost him that much to do it. No, it really wouldn't have. I, I kind of proved it. I was kind of starky. You know, He, I was supposed to have, I told him, okay, let me get a little bit of the money around. And he was supposed to bring me the iPad. I bought the screen, you know, to be able to do it. And this is now why we require, you know, a payment for the parts up front or some kind of payment up front before i show up to a customer that way their card is on file and i can get paid for the shit Mm. because i had a lot of people doing that uh they would kind of say oh i'm gonna have you do it and then back out last second that's so i'm spending a lot of money on screens parts components you know that are expensive right yeah and not getting anything out of it so that's why I charge an upfront fee for a lot of my services and stuff. Now. That's a good idea. And uh, I will mention that whenever somebody does something like that, I always see it as a really good thing because then I know, oh, you know what? They just showed me who they really are. Yes. And I don't ever have to worry or I don't ever have to consider knowing. I haven't talked to a man since, but exactly, everything yeah. he was trying to have me do or he was telling me he was going to do for me. Mm-hmm. He told me what he was going to do. So after that, you know, he didn't show up. I'm like, you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to be a little petty. I went and did everything myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has more knowledge. I would have worked a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. What he was saying me to do did kind of work. But it was not like he was preaching it to be. Yeah, and I got and, to prove that to him, basically. Right, it, it it never is. There's there's been a lot of times I think in everyone's life where somebody you know did something crappy to you, and everyone just like you know. Don't like, get me wrong, I've done some customers wrong, not on purpose. Oh, uh, I replaced a motherboard in a computer. I basically replaced every component in this computer. Uh, a couple months ago, our six months rolled by, and it's having the same problem again. I just kind of ignored it. I wasn't accepting that computer back. I went $1,500 in the hole 
not in the hole, but $15, $100 is what I spent on that computer to get that computer fixed where that customer only paid me like 500 of it. So mm. I spent a lot of money try fixing that computer when he messaged me saying, hey, you know, it's doing it again. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm ignoring it. I'm sorry. I did him dirty. He was a friend of mine, but sometimes, I mean, sometimes it, I, it's written in my terms and conditions. We will try our best to fix everything, but we can't make guarantees. Right. And I spent a lot of money trying to make that guarantee. Mm-hmm. I was going to go broke trying to do that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you did that, then you wouldn't be able to have a business to be able to provide right. your service. So, I right. Mean, I had of... other people that I had needed to worry about. I was letting that one device hang me up for so long. Mm-hmm. I have other shit to worry about. I needed to keep moving forward. I can't keep hanging up on that one device. He wants me to see it again. I just rather not. You know what? Go buy something. Right. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I'm a dick. But you know what? Sometimes I, you got to be that dick. I don't really see that as a dick move, to be honest. It, depending on what way you look at it. Well, from I'm, my eyes, it might not be a dick move. But from that customer's eyes, uh-huh. I'm probably straight up asshole. Well, I mean, you could have always said like, hey, I'll, be, I'll, cut, I'll cut it straight with you. Last time I fixed your stuff, I spent this much more than you actually paid me. So to fix your thing again isn't worth it for me. I think in a way... There was a different approach I probably could have taken. Well, I think that that might... In that certain scenario, he might be thinking, well, wow, he really like went the extra mile to try to fix my stuff. Oh, they know know I tried, you know, the extra mile. I had that Mm -hmm. device for a long time. I put two motherboards... Oh, three motherboards in it. I have replaced the screen. I replaced this entire front fascia that was completely destroyed. The keyboard missing keys, everything. Wow. Yeah. Like this computer was brand new when I got it back to him. It should have been thrown away basically. But I wanted the challenge. Mm-hmm. I That would have been a computer that nowadays I would not accept. I would just say, yeah, no, let's scrap it. Let me build you something better. Mm. See, well, I mean, you adapt and improve. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's that's part of the part of the game. It really is. Uh, do you got anything else you want to include into uh, networking and building relationships and how it's an art? My mind is turning off. <laughs> it's currently three a.m. As much as I, I, I'm a little bit drawn a blank. There might have been one or two other things, and you know what. Maybe I'll mention them on the future episode. Yeah. And that'll be a little tidbit. So uh, why don't we call it a night then? Uh, It's currently 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, We've been recording for about an hour, 10 minutes now. Uh, I think, ooh, excuse me. Once we get intro, outro, they'll put us about hour 15. That's about roughly where we want it. So I think this was a fantastic episode. was uh, pretty on topic, on track, and... Next episode, we'll talk about some more conspiracies, guys. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be. Fun. We should start doing like business conspiracies or something like that too. I yeah. like doing the conspiracies. Yeah, I, I, even though our viewers and listeners have not watched that episode or listened to that episode yet, as mm-hmm. we're recording this episode, uh-huh. uh, they will still be able to listen to it before 
actually do uh, get to listen to this one. So uh, for you guys that don't know, we wanted to kind of get a couple weeks ahead on the podcast. So uh, now it gives me about roughly what a week and a half to edit, you know, and upload a podcast episode. Now mm-hmm. gives me a little bit more time. Uh, we've been also recording these episodes really early in the morning on props to you because I know you're getting off work and I we're recording in such a tight schedule that by the time he gets home, probably gets into bed and that um a couple hours later I'm waking up and going into work myself. Right. So we're this is ideally the best time for us to record right now, I feel, aside from the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like recording on the weekends, uh, because the fact of my kids mm-hmm. it's a little bit more hectic during the weekends versus yeah. you know we have the kids in bed at eight o'clock typically during the week right so they're in bed yeah. by the time we're recording we don't get that interruptions and stuff well i'm pretty tired you're looking pretty tired here yourself I, for so. some reason like the past like just 20 minutes my my mental capacity just went like oh you're time to go to bed yeah <laughs> yep. i can see it written on your face so Ooh. i've been gabriel isles i'm jacob this has been inspiring you for success uh this is episode, episode nine. nine yeah uh the art of networking and building relationships next episode is uh episode 10 finding balance and nurturing your well-being I can't uh, discussion wait. the importance of work-life balance self-care and maintaining well-being to sustain long-term success, which I believe you will bring a lot of intel. Oh, I uh, especially I'm working in the healthcare system. Yes, I'm, so, I'm pumped. Um, didn't realize that we both kind of work in the healthcare system. We do in different yeah. aspects. Yeah. Huh. You don't have to deal with as many people, though. I really don't. <laughs> I just got to deal with you know the people that have somewhat of computer smarts. Right. You know, and I bring the rest of it basically. (laughs) All righty. Well, this has been inspiring you for success. You guys have a nice one. As we conclude another insightful episode of Inspiring You for Success, we hope you've gleaned wisdom and inspiration to fuel your journey toward personal and professional growth. The world of AI and technology is a vast landscape of possibilities, and we're here to explore it with you. If you found value in our discussions, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Share this podcast with those who share your aspirations, for together, we can uplift and inspire. Join us in our next episode as we delve deeper into the realms of personal development and success, guided by the ever-expanding horizons of AI technology. Until then, remember that with AI, your journey transforms into an odyssey of possibilities. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and let's continue unlocking that extraordinary potential within you.